There's a guy, I don't know if you've heard about this guy, he's been in the news a lot lately. There's a guy, he's English, uh, that we should hold that against him. But, apparently this is his live stream because he is going country to country. He has a Senate hearing coming up in this country in a couple of weeks. And this is what he wants to do. He wants to make the warnings on the packs bigger. Yeah! He wants the whole front of the pack Nick. to be the warning. Like, the problem is we just haven't noticed yet, right? Frappuccino, Al Pacino, Zappuccino. Around the world, they're going to be going, yeah, Bill, I've got some cigarettes. Holy shit! These things are bad for you! Shit, I thought they were good for you. I thought they had vitamin C in them and stuff. You fucking dolt. Doesn't matter how big the warnings are. You can have cigarettes that were called more cigarettes that come in a black pack. How much of this do you think, think we, we should do like three and a half minutes? Fuck. <laughs> I just want to hear this one line. Called tumors. I always enjoy that bit. No, that's good. He used to be very funny, and then what happened? The yeah, what did happen? I don't know. Rescue me. Good yeah. <laughs> morning, everybody. Folks. Welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV. With your hosts, the goddamn Turkey Boys, Ryan Eichner, and myself, Scott Sweeney. Hello. What's happening, Hoops? We had a little stutter start of a beginning there with Dennis Leary just wanted to chime in from the album No Cure for Cancer that was released when I was in like the fourth or fifth grade and I had the CD and once my dad I played it for my dad in the car thinking that he would think it was funny and he didn't think it was funny and he threw the CD into the woods I was just gonna say that's a perfect opportunity for a classic parent throwing the, the vulgar album out the window no, dude! Yeah. Dad, what? It's okay. Probably a smart move. I mean, I still <laughs> curse like a sailor. Literally, when there's children around, I have to, like, really focus. Kid. To have a normal conversation. Right up top, I want to let the fans know I finally did it. I made a Twitter for the show. Oh, did you really? I did. Wow. Wow. Just in time for the 57th episode. <laughs> The handle... The, We're nothing uh, if not timely. Yes. The handle is at podcast enough. Just those two words. Mm. Twitter does this annoying thing when you're setting up an account. They just... If it doesn't have what you type in, they just give you like the next best option without you know giving you any options. They're just like, oh, here's podcast enough. Like... Because enough, the podcast was taken. Yeah, Great. and then I tried a bunch of other ones. Who like, the fuck has enough? The podcast. I tried the Turkey Boys and stuff, and they kept giving me like, "Here's your new account, the Turkey Boys one seven five five eight six and I was just losing my mind. So Jesus Christ, it's podcast enough. Give us a follow. We have one follower at the moment, and it's me. So we That's need it? you. <laughs> just you. Just me. That's a shame. At the moment. But yes, uh, we've done a lot of fun stuff over there. Give it a follow if you use Twitter.com, folks. Seems to be a popular website. That's what I but hear. Yeah, we're back. We got our third mic back in studio, the Meg. She's in her crate, but she's here. Yes. She's ready to take on the world. We missed her. The fans missed her, too. And the fans miss her rustling, so let's hope we get some of that yes. later on in the show. It's charming. Yeah, it's funny. But uh, we get a lot of news, so we should get right into it. Um, 
The Soprano stars Michael Imperioli and Steven Shrippa are <laughs> launching a podcast. That I can't wait for. What is it called? Talking Sopranos? Oh, you fucking know it is. And instead of <laughs> instead of the R being a gun, the R is like a podcast mic, which I thought was you blow your father with that mic? simple and charming. <laughs> You, you've got so many sound drops ready for a story like this. this yeah, we good. needed this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they portrayed Christopher and Bobby Bacala on the series. For people we who have don't, a lot of Sopranos fans out there, I think. People who don't know them by first name basis. I think uh, it's there's no way that an episode by episode podcast by two of my favorite characters on the entire show oh. wouldn't be at least hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to check in with it. I have been dreaming <laughs> and fantasizing and in love with Furio. Because, yeah, they're going to do an episode about each episode of the show. So that's at least 150 What's your favorite ups. episode? Just to put you on the spot. Don't say Pine Barrens. I was going to say anyone but Pine Barrens. I love Pine Barrens, but it's not my favorite. A lot of people don't seem to like like later Sopranos, like the final season. Oh, those are my favorites. Yeah. Man. I think All that's six, season six. That's some of the best stuff, except for maybe some of the Finnerty stuff. But even that has its... It's place. Fucking Finnerty. My goodness. Nah, he don't care. The Finnerty episode is just his real voice being the most confusing thing they ever did. Yeah. Very artsy. That's one of the artsier things they did. Who took the helm at that one? That was probably a David Chase piece. All right. But I saw that the new James Bond movie has been shelved because of the coronavirus. Folks. Are we worried about the coronavirus <laughs> here at the Enough Podcast? Is it going to infiltrate the studio? Um, Are you good? Not. I haven't been in contact with you in a week. Are you good? I think I'm good. You sure? But I don't know. We'll find I out. I hope so. It is like mildly alarming. I'm still in the joking phase about it, but it does seem to be very serious. And like a whole, a whole could you. Yeah, it's it's less funny by the day. Yeah, and it only it got delayed, but it's it's more fun to say it got shelved. Mm. But uh, it was supposed to come out in a few weeks in April. It got shelved till November. That's quite a uh, recapitulation. That's quite a a delay. Good word. But I don't really care. Just shelf it forever. Who cares? Bond is in the obits. It doesn't matter. I'm a fan of mischief. But uh, yeah, coronavirus like. The, I think they're talking about delaying Mulan. It's it's affecting oh, really? a lot of things, yeah. And I don't know because it's an Asian movie and that and they just think it's gonna be that big of an international draw that they don't want to. Yeah, and because like, it's like a an Asian movie, you know, the, the coronavirus the con- the is much more serious over there. So like, no one's going to the pictures over there. But and they want to keep the racists in the seats. Yeah, they don't want to have them. They want to wait until Asians <laughs> yeah. are no longer blackballed. I mean, if the coronavirus thinks it can stop me from seeing the new Ben Affleck, alcoholic, basketball coach movie in the theater, it's dead wrong. Because I'm going to get there. Even if it kills me. And it fucking kills me. Yeah, we got to take a stand and and get ourselves, get our butts in the seats to keep this industry going. The thing that scares me a little bit is... Ooh, he's scared. I mean, if you think about the movie theater last week... Yeah, it was four in the afternoon, but that doesn't usually matter. Usually it's still fairly busy, right? And mm. yeah, it was like a Invisible Man, Lee Whannell, like a kind of off-the-beaten-path horror flick. Yeah. 
but I don't necessarily think that matters. Like I feel like it's sort of the attendance in movie theaters across the country and maybe the world is mm. low as is. Yeah. So all, all we need is some big production like this to make it that much worse, yeah. I guess. We're cruising in there in wide lanes. Yeah. We've got the place Which, to ourselves. You know, it seems fun, right? But pretty soon they'll be raising ticket prices. Yeah. And speaking of cars, awful segue, the new Batmobile. Did you see those pictures? Looks great. Yeah. Looks Scotty, like it's Scotty positive. Looks like it's one hundred percent death proof. One might say. It looks like a Dodge. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's you're like a car guy. Yeah. I like how this is. You know, past Batmobiles have been like tanks. This is like a, a car. car. It's very much a car that like what a, car. a guy could make on Earth. Mm-hmm. I like the the realistic factor it's got Agreed, going on. Yeah. I have no Batman sound drops. This is as good as I got. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, good for you! I was thinking, do you think Robert Pattinson's going to do, like, the... Swear to me! Yes. Like, I Batman do. voice? I think he's probably been doing it for a year. <laughs> and practicing? Yeah. I look forward to hearing what's going on there. He's got to do something. Did you hear that it was Lapita Nyong'o's birthday? <laughs> yes. I didn't. Speaking but. of voices, yeah, she's uh, 63. <laughs> I mean, she looks great for her age. This is uh, some big news for Just Cod, that uh, a new Tom Hanks World War II movie called Greyhound, which oh. which is odd for Tom Hanks. World War II? He's never covered anything in that genre. No, huh. never. It seems very out of character for him. It's not like he did in Saving Private Ryan and that other one and four HBO miniseries about different pockets of the same war but this uh this actually looks decent and it's notable that tom hanks wrote the screenplay for this film i thought that was kind of cool my boy's back in that thing you do mode doing some uh doing some work creating some stuff for him something of a passion project and i tapped uh, out when i heard world war ii and tom hanks i noticed just like <laughs> Guess what? Uh, it if was like putting up my ear up to a seashell. <laughs> if you're not out enough already, it's also a submarine movie. Oh, which it's literally like <laughs> it's. <laughs> they wrote those are the three things I hate the most mm. in film: Tom Hanks, submarines, and World War Two. <laughs> those are all like a gar- or foreign. If they did it like from the perspective of a mm. German girl who was in a concentration camp or something, I. I'd rather watch <laughs> almost anything. You underwater in a confined space with our boy Hanks. That's that's where you thrive. Hmm. But yeah, that I thought that was fun. Did you have Pete Davidson might leave SNL? Oh, oh hey man, yeah, I'm leaving. Did you I'm watch out. that special yet? Uh, no man, I didn't. It's not really even worth discussing. It's just kind of good. Yeah, he. What do you think about that? Do you think he's actually? Do you think he's just getting attention or? Just in the realm of when people leave SNL, it does seem like he's like a bigger star and could leave the show. He has a movie directed by Judd Apatow coming out this summer, where he's the he lead. Get, how did he pull that? Yeah, that's so what I want to know. I don't. Yeah, if he doesn't like SNL, he should probably just call it because. Is is yeah. working with Judd Apatow one of those things that kind of hey. rockets you to stardom? seems like it like, i mean i can't think of another example like i feel like everybody else well he was already established right well apatow did freaks and geeks so i guess you could say apatow kind of helped his career that made him like a leading man 
him being knocked up. Although right. he was, yeah, like a sidecar and a bunch of his stuff. I mean, I guess he made Amy Schumer a star, even though she doesn't do much in the realm of movies these days. Her uh, father, is he her father or Uncle Chuck Schumer, the New York senator? I think it's beyond uncle. I think it's like a distant cousin type deal. He's some relative. I think. Yeah. He got himself in hot water this week Ooh. saying some, like he made some sort of threat to somebody in Congress or something. I'm butchering the story, but... Love a good Chuck threat. Schumer was in the news. A little po- little politics here and enough. See, mm-hmm. we definitely need the pop screen. I pop way more than you do. You, you pop it's terrifically. Like a, it's fantastic when you pop. The fans love the pops. I gotta have my pops. Um, Your name is Pops. Scott Kahn's Hawaii Five-0 <laughs> is ending with a meaty two-hour finale. Are you Folks, excited about that? We've entered the Scott Kahn news portion of the show, which is my favorite every week. I have way too much Bachelor news. It's almost embarrassing. <laughs> it's all right. But, so, the second Hawaii Five-0 is finally ending? That's yes. what you're telling me? Okay. That's good news. What do you think Scott like Kahn's going to do next? I don't know. Have doe fights with his dad? <laughs> or maybe do Ocean's 14, which we were Oof. hypothesizing the other day. They That's should such just a real that. option. Just do it. The I saw that Amazon is bringing back the kids in the hall because everything's just back these days. Endings don't exist anymore. With what's her face? No, remember Kids in the Hall? That's no, that no. sketch troupe oh, with, with um, Dave, the guy from News Radio, Dave Thompson. No, it's Scott Thompson, Dave Foley. Dave Foley nailed it, and a bunch of other sidecars. They didn't really do it for me. See, they were. I really liked them back in the day. They were like one of the first sketch shows that I discovered, and I remember being a big fan. You know, they did a bunch of bits where they dressed up as ladies. That was always a classic. They, I hate the bit that everyone does with, like, the I'm squashing your head. And that's, like, the big thing it's known for. In the press release, they, like, brought that bit up. Like, the squash head guy is back. I was like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. I never really got into that show. I and was, uh... Didn't... Early... I was into SNL at that point. And w- then... Were you with us when we saw them live? Mm-mm. Way back in the day. Was I? That might have been me and Joey. I, th- I feel like... I'm a mosaic, a collage of a bunch of different experiences. <laughs> there isn't one that completely embodies it. That's what he said about it. Right. He was very, time. very positive yeah. about the kids in the hall. But I mean, there's, there's a drought of sketch shows in general right now. It's basically just SNL, so the I Cole welcome... The show's gone. Shum- yeah. Amy Schumer show's gone. Yeah, those were two... Those are two good goo ones. Yeah. They and Birthday Boys is one I'll throw in the ring that went off the air a few years ago. They're UCB guys, so I support them. Yeah, Kids Stars in the Hall probably were too, to be honest. Friend of the show, Mike Mitchell of Doughboys. What up, Spoonman? But uh, yeah, new sketch show. I'm in. Mm. The I also saw the preview for the new HBO limited series. I know this much is true, which features dueling ruffalos, two ruffalos. Ah, oh, come on. Are you How in? many episodes? Six? Are you not a Ruffalo soldier anymore? I've had enough. <laughs> they knew! No, but this show, it's from uh, Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine director oh. Derek C. in France. Okay, I'm in. Yep. Done. Based, you got me. Based on a popular book, he wrote and directed every episode of this it is time to take a stand. miniseries. You got the two Ruffalos, Catherine Hahn, Rosie O'Donnell. Looks good. I'm in Rosie for O'Donnell it. doing an accent, I hope? We all know she's so good with the accent. Work. Yeah, I was great on Smilf. It was a shame it got canceled. Rosie's disgusting. I'm in love with Tom Cruise. I'm gonna shoot a koosh ball Ugh. or something. 
Um, did you hear that uh, while we're on the subject of Rosie O'Donnell, Timothy Hutton was accused of raping a woman when she was 14? <laughs> wow. I did see this, and we should throw in an allegedly because... Accused, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. That... Imagine that, Timothy Hutton suing us. <laughs> That'd be awesome for publicity. I, mean, I think he's a fan. Timothy Hutton raped a woman. He heard me mention Leverage once, and he started listening to every episode of this show. Apparently they offered her $150,000 as a, like an NDA situation to get her Ooh. to go away, and she refused and requested $1.5 An NBD NDA? So. I, that's a cool move, to turn down a, a very lucrative thing like that. Like, no, how about a bunch more? What do you think? Yeah, she'll walk with at least double that, I bet. Yeah. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! I mean, Timothy, if this is true, you're no longer a friend of the show. Yeah, and we also, do not support rapists here at the Enough Podcast. That's that's big, especially uh, stat rapists. He's not, <laughs> he's not really in anything good. He sucks. Or of note. Ordinary people, that's it. Oh, I've never seen that. That movie's awesome. But people do like that. But he's not the best part of it. Mm. Well, he's good. He's good in Ordinary People, that's it. Speaking of people getting Me Too canceled, oh, being no. scandalous... Woody Allen is releasing a new memoir soon called Apropos... What do you mean? What? Me? What are you... Keep going, though. This is a good story. Yeah. Sorry. It's called Apropos of Nothing, which is such a Woody Allen Shut title. Up. That's just like the... I can God, picture I that it. like in the Woody Allen font in one of his opening credits. But uh, his son, Ronan Farrow, is severing ties with the publisher, Hachette for publishing this, uh, you know, new memoir from his father. Why would he... Would he not my son? Yeah, why would he go to the exact publishing company that put out his son's book? Catch and Kill, which you enjoyed. I did enjoy Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, the audio yes. version, folks. He reads it himself. Mm. It's, it's very interesting. Yes. But yeah, now we got like a family war, and I just saw moments before the show that the memoir has been dropped. By this publisher. What's, it get, what's gonna happen? What? Who's gonna who's gonna put it out? I self finance it. Me and Sun Yi. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine, but I just thought it was wild. And he had his whole thing with Amazon, like they cancelled his deal and there was a whole ba ba ba. But he is filming a movie now that will come out at some point. Someone had the uh, the stones to produce a new Woody Allen movie, so he's not canceled. He's gonna eke his way back in here. And I also had a laugh. This is a tweet someone had uh, at Shut Up Mike Ginn just wrote. Can't imagine reading the Woody Allen memoir. Sorry, it's a telemarketer. <laughs> Good. Awful. Can't imagine reading the Woody Allen memoir. Dude made a movie every six months for 45 <laughs> years, and they're all about himself. It's covered. I just thought that was pretty spot on and strong. That's funny. Yeah. He sucks. I mean, I watched uh, Match Point the other day. It just got put on HBO for whatever reason. Masterpiece. It's a fucking awesome movie. Yes. And I'm now borrowing your copy of Vicky Cristina Barcelona to watch that. Yep. It's a shame. He has some, like, he's, classics. Yeah, he's great. And, and he, as a person, just sucks. And it sucks, because to even bring him up to talk about him, everyone's just like, ugh. Like, they don't want to... No one wants to have anything to do with it. But Proven he, he made some great stuff, yeah. That's all. It's unfortunate. Unfortunately, yeah. But, uh, are you ready for Paranormal Activity 7? Oh, come on! 
Number seven? No. <laughs> Enough with these fucking movies. They're reopening the book of paranormal activity. The, uh, I actually, I remember liking the first couple. Yeah, but the activities. first one was fine. Like when they were fresh. Right. That's like when the saws were coming out every year, like horror was popping. Yeah, and it was sort of an interesting found footage, you know, like, I don't want to say like a hat tip to the Blair Witch. It was kind of like coming back to that whole thing. And yeah. It was fun to see it in the theater, and then it just sort of like. They made too many. They just kept going. Like clearly, they're, they're talking about bringing it back, and that would be seven. I don't remember four or five or six, but I guess those happened. In hindsight, I look back at the like the trailers they used to do, where it would be clips of the movie with theaters full of people really scared. Love that. Love, love. I was going to go the other way and say I think that's hacky. I always thought it'd be funny to do one of those, but it's for a comedy and it's just me in night vision, like stone-faced, not laughing at all. <laughs> like a parody of those. That's funny, that, yeah. That could be something. Fans, we'll work it out. But uh, I think that's an effective trailer thing. They don't do that anymore. You're right. I wonder why that went away. I don't know. Because... It's a little dated. Yeah, you're probably right. To do it in 2020. Yeah. They could do the it with theaters like, full of people who don't want to get the coronavirus, which is, you know, or rather, there's nobody in the theater. Yeah. I threw in a couple, like, Us Weekly type angst stories that I thought you'd really respond to. Because mm. I. What else we got? Katy Perry is pregnant. I'm actually I surprised you with didn't bring Orlando this up. Broom, Orlando Bloom's baby. I almost didn't bring it. I, I was going to bring it up, and I was like, it's. You love a good pregnancy I announcement. Do, yeah. I like. I prefer an off the beaten path celebrity's birthday. It's my favorite thing to bore the folks with. Yeah. And good for Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. Those pregnant big with and heavies. His, with his big dick. <laughs> Just put, I mean, putting that sperm in her. I mean, you got a huge dick on you. He does. I've seen it. I I'm mean, sure Howard's done that too. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember when he interviewed him? That's literally all he talked about, <laughs> like the entire interview. What's his fascination with big penises? I mean, I guess I, I have mean, it too, so I don't know what to say. And also, uh, TMZ-wise, we get... Sorry, do you have a thing? No, go ahead. The Britney Spears is pondering removing the dice tattoo that she shares with Kevin Federline. And folks, you hate to see it. That's a shame. I'm pretty sure they've been divorced for years, but the removing the dice tattoo, that would be the final the final nail. And that would really just hurt. And one more, did you see the preview for the new MTV reality series Bush? Family brood, like about about the beer? family that owns Bush Beer. Exactly. Are they rich? They are, and Do they, they s- have uh, <laughs> some screws loose. Are they a little wacky? Oh, they seem like a pack of drunk assholes, for sure. <laughs> this this seems like a Parsons show. I can't believe he hasn't brought it up in the thread or something. Like MTV Bush, Bush Beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. What a legacy. I love that family. Yeah, what a terrible idea for a show. And that'll probably be on for the next 11 years. Yeah, they're really like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Pun mildly intended. Yep. With this Bush stuff. Like, you couldn't find a, a funnier, more cheeky family than these fucking asshole idiots. Did you hear uh, they, they picked the next Bachelorette? <laughs> I know you're really chomping at the bit for those episodes. 
Yes. <laughs> Claire Crawley. She's a Claire. 38-year-old hairstylist from California, and she was in the 2014 Bachelor season with Juan Pablo, and it is the first time The Bachelorette has done a, a cast member for the bat, uh, from The Bachelor that was on a big hiatus like that. Like It's been six years since she's been on any of the shows. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm relatively new to this world, but mm-hmm. it seems like they'd want to do like a oh let's take the most popular side babe from the most recent show make them the bachelorette that's the next story i was going to say they Mm. wanted to make it hannah brown they wanted to bring her back oh give her another season yes i'd be out on that but she said no and she has dancing with the stars coming up (laughs) good there's like some international dancing with the stars tour or whatever the fuck yikes and apparently um yeah, I mean, and for those, oh, we'll talk about that part on the ba- when the actual bachelor story comes up. But saw that. Yeah. The and that's all my news. I also saw Invisible Man had a huge opening weekend. Did they which, really? Good for them. Yeah, I, I like Lee Wannell, and you know, I think he, you know, people like him. You know, he deserves a W. If you missed our review, we talked about it last week on the program, and it's one. I like it more thinking about it. I want to see it again. It's, this is a real good one. You should go uh, check it out if you haven't, folks. The Invisible Man is now in theaters. Do you think they'll make a sequel? The Invisible Woman, perhaps? Uh, where it's just some lady and she's out to maybe... Uh, oh, they could because she did leave. Well, oh, boy. Yeah. It's I fine. almost just ruined the entire movie. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> I almost just ruined the entire... Like, I forgot we were doing a show, and I was just hanging out with you in my kitchen, like, oh, yeah. And then that part that happened at the most important thing. Uh, what else? The fans love when we sidestep. Let's pivot. Spoilers. Yeah, get this yes. out of here. And maybe we get into the obits real quick. Mm. Fans who might be new to the programs where we take bits we're tired of seeing and put them in the grave. The obits. The, um... Folks, sorry to report, the Turkey Boys... The Turkey Boys subscription to Disney Plus is in the obits. Have you canceled my subscription? No. Or are we just saying it's done? No, I noticed... I thought you canceled it, didn't you? I didn't, no. Oh. I went to, I thought we talked about it, then I opened it the other day, and it said, like, oops, it gave me, like, a thing. I thought it was done. Oh, like you thought it was dead? I should have brought this up before I did this. Oh. But, yeah. You like to surprise me with obits, that's why it's it's funnier this way. No, 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 I didn't cancel it. Oh. Okay, folks. Pretty, I paid for it for the year. I spoke too fact. soon. Let's see, I don't know. Yeah. We don't, uh. Yeah. Yeah. It was no big deal. I was gonna say, it's fine. We watched everything they had to offer you're you, not looking forward to that se- second season of the mandalorian <laughs> roaring back in probably like 18 months i will watch that that's true and yeah you became a star wars guy there's disney plus has uh has given you us still some don't stuff. know if that's a bit or not by the way that's true i watched 101 dalmatians it had that how'd that work out i mean did you not shut it off bongo no i tired. you know what's funny it's great movie. we were just talking about uh, hmm. Rob Reiner, whether or not he was alive. Not only is he, is he alive, but today is his birthday. Ooh, wow, really? Yes. That's fun. How strange is that? Hmm. Rob Reiner, folks, creator of... Um, That's one of those fun things. Heavy Jewish guy, the movie, <sighs> and other stuff. He did... What are his things? He did a lot Stand of By Me. He did. He, he was big in the 80s. Um, and then All he's, in the Family was... Uh, he was 
an actor on that show. An that's actor. where he started. Hmm. And then, you know, he's he's in he produced a ton of stuff. Like he produced a few good men and hmm. a bunch of T V shows and Speaking blah, blah, of blah. actors who may or may not be dead. Oh I, no. I have a real obit. Who's J- dead? James Lipton. Oh yeah, yeah. Host of Inside the Actors Studio. And who actually had a great run on Arrested Development, playing a warden of a prison where Jeffrey Tambor's character is staying. Mm. He has this great line about, like, beat them with a pillowcase full of batteries. <laughs> and that, like, weird voice he had. I don't know. He was a good guy. Yeah, he had a good perspective. And yeah. I think that he was one of those people that could interview an actor mm. and get, you know, he got key good for stuff Sutherland. out of him. He got Kiefer Sutherland to say the N-word in a very odd clip. Oh. Don't you remember that? Howard's played that, like, countless times. Where James Lipton asks everyone, what's your favorite word and what's your least favorite word? Kiefer Sutherland said his favorite word was, like, gravitas. And his least favorite word was the N-word. But he says it. And it's very awkward. What, what, watch what it on YouTube. What does he say? The N-word. Right, but what is it? <laughs> I, I, don't, uh, I don't know which one. There's a is lot of words. Is this the music from the show? I'm not sure I'm, I'm doing this right. This, I can't be sure, but... I mean, it sounds like something. I'm feeling it. James Lipton. You should have done an episode with... Uh, damn it. Rest oh, in peace. The joke's not there. I'm gonna let it go. Ooh. Bit give up. Folks, do we should we get into our TV guys segment? I'd love quick? to. Yes. And I'd love to. Do you want to do bachelor? Want me to get bachelor out of the way just so that you, we can enjoy the, t- the TV segment? Yeah. I just want to hit the fans with a a fun fact real quick. Sure. We used to have a blog pre podcast oh, called TV Guys. I forgot about that. I wonder if I could revive that. Yeah, we should see if we can find that. Find our old I'll dig it up. reviews. I might have deleted the whole thing. It's kind of Was fun. it a Google? Did I have it on? Um, it was a goo. I'll find it. Yeah. And then we'll, it'd be funny to put. Yeah. Yeah. It was called TV Guys. And now we have this. Welcome, TV Guys. We're talking Bachelor. The new episode, which I did not watch. Because it was one of those in-studio episodes with that host who I can't stand. Enemy of the show, Chris Harrison. Yes. And it's just all the ladies just, like, bickering. They're all, like, in gowns, like, in a stadium setup, just saying catty things to each other. Yeah, it was bad, man. I'm actually making it sound better than it is. It's, like, very boring when they do those episodes. I have a few notes. I, I would have shut it shut it off, I, mm. but I don't know what, what kept me in. I guess it was, like, I wanted to talk about it on the show, but it, yeah. it was bad. There's a scene in the mm. beginning where he sends Victoria uh, P home, or Victoria F rather. And Wait, like our girl? Oh, she's. I mean, you haven't watched in weeks. She lost me. She no, lost I've, me three weeks ago. I've seen everything. You know, besides this she's one. She's the prettier one, I guess, but she sucks. Wow. <laughs> she's gone. Though. She's dead. <laughs> I'm, imme- I'm like floored and thinking, wow, I should have watched this episode. He sent home like the best babe. Nah, she was too nuts. I mean, she's, she's a babe, nuts. though. The yeah. babe, the babe factor wears off. the The nuts doesn't. You'd be, he'd be dealing with that for the rest of his life. You know what? In that's, theory. that's very wise. And she like sucks. Mm. Have you ever watched a show with subtitles on? The amount of times, not that we never say like, but they say like a lot. Yeah. To the point where one girl, Hannah Ann, can't make <laughs> I it. I don't through. like that. 
so Hannah Ann can't make it through a single sentence without at least two. Yeah. How do you even communicate with a person like that for the rest of time if you do marry them like that they're supposed to? It is rough. Especially that word. That's one people throw around a lot. But when you're using it like every sentence, you sound very foolish. <laughs> to right. put it mildly because I can't think of well, anything. There's ways. Like, I think we. I just slid one in there. Yeah, and you don't. That, even... That's why I was like slowing down my speech because I was so conscious trying to not use the word like in that way. Wouldn't it be cool if we did an entire show where we didn't say like once unless it was in the right time? That'd be cool. I think we could do it. The no like show. Mm. <laughs> I have a headache just trying to do it right now. We already get no likes social media wise, so <laughs> that's just pitiful Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he gets rid of Victoria F and then he he gives Madison the rose and she's still all, she's still all steamed because he was smooching with everybody. Can't believe he didn't send Madison home before Victoria F, but go on. Well, Madison I think is more long-term potential. Wow. She he says Madison, will you accept this rose and you can tell he's he's yes. pretending he's all emotional about it. And she says, "Yeah." After a big pause, and it's supposed to be dramatic, and she just comes across like a bitch. Ooh. Yeah, and like, then I wrote down, these girls are all such morons, them uh, just trying to get their two cents in. Hmm. And then I wrote down, like, 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 like. And I wrote, oh, the, the women are all taking a stand about who's the most <laughs> fake. Take a stand together. <laughs> It's the entire episode of the tell-all was all these women in stadium seating Ooh. just kind of saying to one another, you're fake, and you're the, you're the most fake, and I, yeah. I'm not fake, yeah. and like, 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 just awful. Mm. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I'll watch, I'm going to be back for that big finale, folks. Don't even worry about that. Next week is the the series finale or the season whatever right it's gotta be i think so there's only well, two, there's two of them left <laughs> so they can stretch that for Does like that six m- more that might episodes. be two more episodes cat my sister give me a call if you know the answer and you're happen to be listening live which is impossible um but yeah I, i'm gonna get back in for that i'll watch it when they're globe trotting and you know everything's uh they brought back champagne gate Wow. And then one of the, in the tell-all, it was very funny. There was, the women were arguing about how one of them is too mean. Mm. And I think it's McKenna, if you, uh, if you remember her. She said, uh, I don't. You should come to Canada and learn how to be respectful or whatever. Mm. And no one said anything. <laughs> she, you know, like when you can tell they're trying to get applause and they wait for that applause break and they pause and like mm. it, it was nobody gave her anything <laughs> there wasn't even a single yeah. it was like just a, a dead not another silence. teen movie slow clap right. guy Mitch, <laughs> cut it out the producer should have snuck in like the critic oh critic cricket sound effect right there they don't if, do enough of that fun stuff they that, should make them look worse that would I put agree. it over the top you stupid fucking blabber mouth cut I can't stop playing that sound effect. It's nothing. It's my number one. Um, but yeah, horrible episode of The Bachelor. I'm souring on it, folks. If you ever want to write into me and let me know what you think about us not watching The Bachelor anymore, Ooh. 
let me know. Well, All that, it takes is one person to protest, and I'm going to hang in there and do my own segment. And well, there is that the music themed one coming soon, which Oof. I'd watch that for the bit. Although if you're not in, then I'm out. I don't think I can do that. Okay, one. so that's out. well. The jerk store called. They're running out of you. Do we want to get into the FX on Hulu Spectacular? I'd love to. And is I want to talk in? about High Fidelity as well, which is also an FX show. Or, I'm sorry, a Hulu show. Yes, but uh, they're doing this new thing where FX on Hulu is like its own thing. And it doesn't cost any more money, so it's just like a fun... Hulu's getting a bunch of new shows, basically. And they premiered a bunch the other day, and I thought we'd run through them real quick for the fans. The... Uh, there's this new show, Breeders, starring Martin Freeman, which, weird title, sounds like a porn. It's a show about parents and the, you know, the trials and tribulation of being a, a young parent with young kids. And it's very British, which I know you don't always respond to. And I, I don't know, this show's not great. It's kind of like that FX show, Marriage. Do you remember that one? With Nat Faxon and Judy Greer. <laughs> Yeah. It like barely exists. It's oh like that God. in tone. And this show will probably similarly get canceled after a season and a half. My, I, my eyelash started twitching just thinking about <laughs> Matt Faxon. <laughs> that, uh, he's a friend of the show. He's in. But he's I don't okay. know. He's okay. The show's whatever. I'm not going to keep watching it. It had a good funny scene where he's... This guy's like confused by how angry his kids are making him. Like... He doesn't like get it. He's a really smart guy, and he's just like puzzled by the notion of that. Which I was like, oh, this is kind of clever, but uh, I don't know. It's almost like too good at showing you how annoying having kids can be. I was watching it like, yeah, I don't want that, <laughs> and I don't even want to watch this show that's showing me that. This is, I'm not having it. And there's this other new show on FX on Hulu called Dave. Which we both watched. I enjoy Dave a lot. I have a, I have good notes on Dave. Yeah, this... Well, I, like, have, surprise, I have notes. I will call him good. This surprised the hell out of me. It stars Lil Dicky, who is a rapper who I'd never heard of until the other day when I watched this show. But I guess he's very popular. He has, like, millions of monthly listens on Spotify or whatever. He's, like, one of the... I don't know. He's a guy. He's a top guy. And this show's, like, really good. I was laughing out loud a lot watching it. It's kind of like a. I thought it was really clever. Yeah. You you were gonna you were just about to make your comparison, right? Because I didn't want. It's uh it's like a white Atlanta. Yes, that's which, great. And Nick Santino getting that work again. I feel like he's pop. He's a comedian from L.A. He's popping up in everything lately. Andrew Santino, but yes. Who's Nick Santino? That also sounds like somebody. I think I worked with a Nick Santino. But yeah, it's very Atlanta-like, and not just because they're both, like, about the rap world. It has a very similar, like, vibe. Just, like, I don't know. It really landed yeah, it, for me. It I opened was... up with that scene of him with the doctor, and he thinks he has herpes, and it's just yeah. razor burn, and the doctor is... And he's explaining his penis to the doctor before he shows it to him. Yeah. He says, I think, which would mean my dick is made of balls. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Yeah, like, he's a lame white rapper, and everyone's just, like gives him no respect and his father's played by david paymer friend of the show if Huge there ever was one show. thank you for not spoiling that for me i'm the only person who that would have been a spoiler for yeah i literally i was like this this david paymer reveal ank will love this that killed me but yeah and like he was talking about 
He's talking about like beats with his parents, David Paymer and that woman. And they're like, oh my God, you stole a beat? And they're like, no, people do this, mom. You don't understand. Like, I don't know. It, it's a really good show. It has legs. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I popped it on the, expecting nothing. And I was like, wow, this is great. That line about 69ing a girl on her period, that made me laugh out loud. It's <laughs> just, it's, there's a few moments that are legit hilarious in the first two episodes. Yeah. It's very simply titled Dave. I can't believe there hasn't been something called Dave before. The movie with uh, Kevin Klein. Ooh. About the president, I believe. I Other ne- than that, nothing. Yeah. Interesting. I've never seen that movie. But, and one more, there's also this other show on FX on Hulu called Devs. Oh, Devs. <laughs> oh, Devs. From writer-director Alex Garland. Is this did... the show you told me not to bother getting in on? Yes, you would oh. hate this. You sure? Yes. <laughs> he This guy did Ex Machina, which is a classic, and also Annihilation, which was slow, but had some good stuff in it. I think you didn't care for that one, even more than I didn't. But this show is kind of like a weird combination of those two very different movies. It stars Nick Offerman as a weird tech millionaire, I'm a millionaire. running this shadowy company. Yes, yes, hello. My Nick Offerman sucks. Yours and is so much yes. better. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> He's in. But my guy, Alex Garland, loves stories about nefarious like tech owners. It's like Nick Offerman is the character from Ex Machina, just different and like more played up and stuff. But... I don't know. The show's like very artsy and was very boring and meandering, especially for a first episode. It's like, aren't mm. you trying to grab my attention? But then towards the end of the episode one, there's like a murder and a bunch of stuff starts happening and it really heated up. And yeah, very visually interesting. Second episode was. There's no way you think I first. can. Get it. You're making it sound good. Yeah, give it a go. I just. Like, halfway through the first one, I was like, I'm out on this, just because it's too slow. So I... But, I mean, get in there. Especially, you know, episode two, it really heated up. It's one of those shows that uh, makes you think. It has, like, you know, good monologues where you're like, ooh, I never thought of that like that. Mm. Ah, yes. Yes, hello. But that is Devs, now only on Hulu. I'm going to keep watching that one and also keep watching Dave. And I'm abandoning Breeders. That's no more shot. Breeders? I'm done with it. Mm. And I think that might be all I had TV-wise. Do we want to... Don't do shuts and then we take a little break and do our featured review? Sure. Or watch what will soon be our featured review? I'll do shuts now. All right. I have five this week. I'm making up for lost time. Last week with my historic no-shut November. Folks, Shuts is where we tell you about the movies and shows that we shut off this week. And I'll let you go first because you got a bunch. Oh, yeah. I'm cooking with gas here. I shut off... We're going to start with a movie or a show you recommended. I shut off Dispatches from Elsewhere, which is the new Jason Segel written and directed and starred in program on AMC, which I 
had to activate my AMC app to watch this. So, like I said to you, when, I, when I turned on Uh-oh. Dave last night, I said, hey, listen, you're on thin ice right now. You're So far, you're 0 for 1. You I w- don't want to make it 0 for 2. I was laughing at that, picturing you, like, just steaming mad, like this fucking idiot. I had to <laughs> this show's going to be another that, dud. That 30-second login time. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't hate I didn't this like show. I didn't like it. I thought it was... It looked cool in the beginning, and it had... Uh, Richard E. Grant, who I love. He's from one of my favorite, interesting, weird British movies, With Nail and I. Mm, yes. Did you notice what a Jason Siegel passion project this was? He created, wrote, directed, stars in, at okay. least the first episode. And I'll give him some credit. Like you said, the look of it. It's got a great look. My guy's got some style. The, uh... But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird show. It's one of those shows people would call like ambitious it's really going for it he plays like a lost guy who's like wondering what it's all about and he happens upon this like weird cult and a bunch of weird stuff starts happening it also has like a crazy cast it's got sally field and andre 3000 i didn't even get to them in the sidecar roles which it had already been shot and it has a trans person who describes himself as like a, a fucked up version of Amelie, which I thought was fun. It only makes sense if you see her, but... I don't know. It was an okay show. I was kind of falling out of love with it. (laughs) I didn't love it. I... Take a stand. I was appreciating the the ambitiousness of it. Jason Segel-wise. I'm a fan of of his. And I like to see people going for it. Maybe I'll stick with it, maybe I won't. I don't know. Okay. Um, what, What did you shot? Anything? I shot uh, la 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 Anna, which is now on HBO. What a waste! What a <laughs> what a waste! What a waste! Have a pity face. I wish I actually had the real song cue. Which I'm too lazy. I had a great feeling about this movie and wanted to see it in the I theater. I remember we almost saw it in the theater. Why didn't we? By the way. Wow, am I glad that didn't happen. <laughs> it's really bad, huh? It would have. Would we have walked out? Yes, you would not have made it through. What didn't you like about it? It's like. All I'll say is, how do you even manage to make a movie about a babe becoming an assassin this boring? It barely even has action in it. Like, it's about this woman named Anna who's like, gets picked off the street to become a model, and then from that becomes like an assassin in this just all over the place, like, unnecessarily just far-reaching storyline. It was... It had one cool scene where she's killing people with plates, but otherwise... Didn't they do that in John Wick? Probably. It was very John Wickish, even yeah. if they didn't. You can tell it was inspired by Wick. And it keeps messing with the timeline. They do this thing where, like, there's 15 minutes of movie, and then they go, six months later. And then there's, like, ten minutes of movie, and then they go, three years later. Yeah. And it's like, you can only do one of those. You should never do it at all. But if you have to, you can only do one. You can't be, like, just zipping. That's something for the obits. Fucking the three years later, there's a limit. And I wrote, Anna's, like, Atomic Blonde's even more boring, younger sister. <laughs> it's a slog. Now on HBO. did Atomic Blonde have a cool soundtrack, but was one of the worst movies ever made? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Same as this. Like, even the action in that wasn't that good. Go oh boy. <laughs> I guess. And I also shut off Crawlers, a Hulu original from Bloomhouse. 
Oh. And the Bloomhouse movies that make it to theaters these days are like pretty unfathomable, like Fantasy Island. So you can imagine how bad the straight to Hulu Bloomhouse movies are. This is, you know, they do like a themed horror thing every month on Hulu with Bloomhouse. They've been doing it since like October where they had like, you know, a Halloween theme, then a Thanksgiving theme, Christmas theme, but they, they're still doing it and you can tell they're like running out of, like this one was a St. Patrick's Day themed horror movie where it's like, okay, I guess I didn't even watch enough of it to figure out if it's like a leprechaun or what the bit is, but everyone's just wearing green and this movie has the lead girl giving like a Deadpool-esque like you know explaining the movie but also making fun of it like meta narration which is in the obits can't stand how many movies feel the need to do that these days and i turned it off crawlers on hulu hated it what do you have shot wise do you Bunch. have more i have more yeah lots more crawlers sounds lousy yeah it was um, really i shut off that reality tv sh- dating i don't even know if it's dating to be honest the circle Ooh. Somebody told me if I liked Love is Blind and The Bachelor, I would love The Circle, yeah. and it's real bad. No good? That's the worst thing I've ever seen. What's the setup of this? Does it have a wacky one? It's They're all like social media people, and they have you know big Instagram followings, and they kind of put them all in different apartments, and they have... I, I, I got through about five minutes of it. It's, okay. it's fucking horrendous. Yeah. There's one guy when, who's... When you know, you know, especially with a reality show. But There's one gone. guy who's... You know, the consummate Italian tough guy, Guido, like Jersey Shore type. And he's not funny and charming like they are. He's obnoxious. And he just keeps saying, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Like over and over again. That's like such a type of guy who says exactly that. I've heard a bunch of. Worst guy. I'm okay with one yeah, buddy. Every, like a subtle one. Every now and and again. Yeah. But this man. (laughs) Let out more yeah buddies than I've heard in the entire year of 2020 yeah. in about two minutes. And I just said I can't Buddy. do this. <laughs> Sounds like he'd be a good guest for Talking Sopranos. Oh. Maybe get Steven Shrip on the phone. Um, okay. I, uh, you have any more? or I don't. I have three more. Hit I me. shut off The Rock and Vince Vaughn's Yersh. Fighting With My Family. The you know UFC fighting movie mm. about Florence Pugh it's becoming more like an a, MMA fighter? It's or? more like a WWE movie. I think it's actually based on this wrestler page. I uh, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but I can see shutting it, especially if you're... Not that I'm a wrestling guy, but I can tolerate uh, a yarn in that realm. But yes? What else did you shut? Uh, yeah, I hated that. I shut off a documentary called Wrinkles the Clown on Hulu. I shut that too. About a clown Phew. in Florida that goes to kids. If your parents want to scare you, they hire this creepy 65-year-old yeah. man dresses up like a clown and he scares kids. I actually remember this story from real life from a few years ago. Do you? I do like, not. I remember hearing, like, you know, trickles of it. It was a whole... Uh, there were people dressing up as clowns in this area in Florida, and it became like an epidemic of... And, like, one of them did something. I don't remember the details, obviously. But, yeah, I thought this documentary was going to be good. It was kind of a snoozerino. I didn't get into it It either. was really boring. And yeah. it was one that I almost bought when it was available initially, and then it came out for free, and I thought... 
Yeah. I'm glad I went with my hunch. It came out when people had Joker fever. They were like, look, here's another clown. <laughs> like, get this guy. I was a bit of a victim of Joker fever, too, until I saw it. Um, Agreed. And then I also shut off Addicted to Sexting, which Ooh. was like a document. I thought I thought it was a movie, and I realized it was a documentary, and I just shut it off. Like, I thought it was like some cheeky L.A. story. I and then it was. I realized it was like a a documentary about people who are and it was it came out in 2014 by the way and for whatever reason given all the technology it felt really dated because everybody has iPhone 4s mm. and it just I hated the look of it and I was just done yeah that's weird when uh, yeah like when technology dates stuff like that mm-hmm. made it look like shit certain movies avoid that if you just don't have like a cell phone heavy movie there's ways to still have your movie be timeless. Or just have it be an ambiguous looking phone. Yeah, even better. Yeah. If it's very clearly an iPhone 4 when they had that silver back with the white at the top and mm. it's, or whatever, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Just very clearly a dated iPhone. It just takes you out of the moment and ruins it. And even though it's a documentary, I found myself just, mm. I was bored to tears. And I thought okay. it was dumb and I don't think sexting is interesting. Not even <laughs> a little bit. Ooh, hot take. That's all my shots. Shall we take a little breakaroo and yes, get back in here with the featured so, review? Which what are we gonna we, watch? We have two options. Yeah, let's, folks. We'll be back with something. We'll okay. be back. Yes, have a good. <laughs> Folks, don't worry. I talked Ank into watching the new Boston said crime drama, Spencer Confidential, which just hit Netflix today. It was awful. <laughs> a couple cool fight scenes, but it was a bad movie. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess it's based on a popular book series. Mm, there was a TV show in the 70s, too, I think. This is uh, starring Mark Wahlberg, directed by Peter Berg. One of the great uh, actor-director collaborations there, of a, our time. A collaboration, <laughs> indeed. Yes. This, uh, I mean, wow. This movie is just overflowing with Boston. This, Mark Wahlberg is the titular Spencer. Uh, that guy from Us, I can't remember his name, plays his partner, Fenway Frank, or whatever his name is. Post Malone is in this movie. Real star turn from Post, I thought. He talks about getting a ribeye at Fenway Park, which doesn't seem like a thing that happens. Doesn't make sense. On Earth. The uh, There's a fun scene where Wahlberg's coming back to his house, and his girlfriend or wife is throwing everything out into the street which I remarked is such a movie thing I don't think that's ever happened to anyone on earth in real life yeah it's a trope like like oh I'm, I'm coming back to my house all my stuff's in the street what is my goodness and whew, because this movie's set in Boston it's of course about uh, a cop getting murdered and uh, a bunch of dirty cops trying to cover it up. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's there to unfurl the gritty web of rats. And, wow. 
Eliza Schlesinger, I think, wins the award for worst Boston accent in this movie. What do you think? It was okay. I thought. I guess I just I assumed it would be worse. Yeah. It wasn't even that bad. It's just... There was actually a lack of awful bean-set accents. Nothing better than a boring action movie. Yeah. Where, like, they're fighting each other, and I'm still not interested. There's legitimately a scene where where Mark Wahlberg gets beat up by a bunch of dirty cops while Sweet Caroline plays, which is, uh, if you're not from around here, the song they play at the Red Sox games. It's a whole thing around here, I guess. That made me laugh. They also this movie gave me a stomachache. They do some Boston needle drops, like the band Boston, and some Aerosmith songs. This was scored by WZLX, I guess. And everything set in Boston is so like over the top about how it's set in Boston. It's not like you know that, what I yeah. mean. Yeah, it's like a parody. This is like Boston movie. I sometimes go a month at a time without hearing a Boston accent. Yeah. How about that? In fact, there's a 21-gun salute in this movie <laughs> for some reason just because they did that in The Departed. And they're just like, Like, yeah. they make it as if the only people who live here are Irish. And the only part of the city is South Boston and Dorchester. Yeah. And everybody's racist, everyone's a criminal, and everybody's fighting and drunk all the time. That's how it is here. There's, there's a very small percentage of the population. We're all bank robbers also. But right. Yes. <laughs> I just... I've had enough. Yeah. And the movie, as you mentioned, it does actually have some decent action scenes, but there's only like three or four. That's my only positive takeaway, is that the fight scenes are well choreographed. Also, there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg fights a dog, and it's very odd and out of place, and it's like one of the big scenes. It's like... The movie was so long that it's almost 7 p.m. now, and I'm tired. Mm. Yeah, it. Uh, I was actually having fun with it in the first half. They like lost a, me after about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's got a big old dud of an ending. And the second half just kind of flitters away. Yeah, skip this one, folks. There's, that, n- there's nothing there for you. That being said, it's probably you my... You're me out? You better get your own fucking <laughs> army, pal. Probably my favorite movie of the decade, I would say, mm. so far. I think that's fair. I didn't like it, but if it's your number one, I mean, maybe I'll watch it again. And I'm sure I'll still be saying that at the end of 2029. I'm so mad that you it's made me hold. watch this and not... <laughs> uh, the new Nicolas Cage movie that will probably will be a good movie. Yes. Well, it'll be a nice tease for next week. We'll be talking about Color Out of Space on next week's program, folks. Take it in. It's now on iTunes. The uh, the Turkey team's going to. Bokeem Woodbine, Post Malone, Alan Arkin. Like, what a terrible cast. Yeah, it's like Sidecar Central. You also forgot Mark Marin, who's in this movie. Who are your guys? <laughs> It's funny how he's like a, I don't know, he somehow became like, it's like cool to have, I don't know, he was in Joker, it seems uh, like it's a big yeah. deal, it's like, oh, we got Mark Maron, when it should Where's be like, love for me? it should be like a joke. But yeah, this movie is set in Boston, that's really all I have to say about it, it's yeah. the beginning and end of all of it. And it's bad. And also they had the audacity to tease a sequel at the end, which I thought was hilarious. Probably the funniest part of the whole movie. The movie is so meandering, I don't even think I could explain to someone what happened, because I was so checked out. Yeah. It's, and the plot's all over the place. Yeah, it, the it plot is like a like Law & Order, like, deleted episode, kind of a... Know, it's a could you? But also a masterpiece. Do we want to talk about... 
this week's cold turkey, which has been gestating for weeks at this point. <laughs> Ank looks like he's actually asleep. Are you? He's asleep. No, I just got an email. He's back. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking about uh, Shaft, which is now on HBO. Not to be confused with uh, Shaft from 2001, also starring Samuel L. Jackson. He's reprising his role from that movie in this one, and this movie feels like it was made right after that in 2001 and then shelved for 19 years because it's very dated and stupid and bad. And the amount of cheesy one-liners in this movie was just like, I could barely keep up. Mm. This, uh... <laughs> there it is. This movie's all about his son, Shaft Jr. I liked Shaft better than Spencer Confidential significantly. Wow. Interesting. I did. Well, yeah, Shaft is actually, like, fun. Like, Samuel L. has some good lines in it. Yeah. And, like... I didn't hate Shaft nearly as much as I wanted to. I hate how the only angle for these way-too-late sequels these days are... He's a dad now. Like, Shaft is, like, suddenly he's like, Oh, shit! Junior? Like, my Who, son's here? Who's the guy playing his father? And, like, the movie... Um, what, the original Shaft? Yes. Oh, yeah. that the original Shaft playing his yeah. father is only, like, three years older than him in real life. Yeah. That was my favorite. But, yeah, the thing with these... Yeah, like the dad stuff, and they're estranged enough to slowly but surely reveal their hearts of gold over the course of the Richard movie. Richard Roundtree. They've done it so much. And this is like a, a vanity project. It reminded me of Vin Diesel in Triple X, where Samuel L's just like strutting around, and like all these 20 year old babes are like, hey, daddy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. It's. Samuel when the L son is in that breakdancing fight and he throws up all over the girl's face. That was fun. I liked that. I liked uh, Shaft with that big wad of cash in the beginning and then the, the, <laughs> then, he, then it's somehow just missing. Like he like gives it to his girlfriend and then yeah. just... It just... The guy, that plug in the jug guy, get in that work. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's legitimately in his 70s and they're like babes who are just like, oh my god. And he's trying to help his son get laid. He tells his son to give her the shaft. Oh. What'd you, what'd you think of that one? Just I legitimately, leave the tip out of it. I said, oh, out loud to myself <laughs> while watching this. Oh. Like, are you kidding me? And he also asks a woman, can I have a piece of pussy? A piece. Just a piece? Yeah. Like, this is why we had those pop screens for those. Yeah. Piece, piece of pussy. I was uh, like, well, that's... Regina King gets way too much work, which we've discussed. Yeah, guess what? She's, like, always yelling, and it drives me crazy. She's never not like, listen, Shaft, it's fucking this. Yeah, she's, she's not good. Yeah, I don't like her. Let's uh, get rid of her. Let's take a stand. I'm tired of her. The uh, the Shaft theme is a cut, by the way. I was mm. really enjoying just cruising on that bed of music. But nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. Okay. <laughs> the uh, Method Man is in this movie, and guess what? I think Method Man is a legitimately good actor. Yeah, you know, I, I like him. I like seeing him and stuff. Wish he was I'm in more. Really rich. <laughs> Terrific, fantastic. I forgot to mention that I shut the new How High. Oh, How High too. Yeah. 
Which they couldn't get Method Man or Red Man back for that one. I think one. Method Man pops in it for a second, but he's not in it. Yeah. Whoever, it's very bad. Whoever the new guys are, are garbage. Mm. It's like... Dud and... Yeah, and like little Uzi Vert or huh. like some side who doesn't exist. Young Shaft side... I wrote down Young Shaft side plot isn't interesting, and I mm. already called the plot twists, and Ooh. I was correct. Oh, yeah. The, the whole movie's telegraphed from like moment one. The, the villain of this picture is a character called Gordito, who I thought was Charlie Murphy at first, and then I remember that he's dead. He's very deceased. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Poor kid. Couldn't hang in there. And yeah, like, the action in this movie sucks. They try to have some, like, neon, slow-mo, John Wick type stuff, but it's just... I'm they thinking didn't, I'm back. They didn't have the budget. Although Shaft and John Wick teaming up, that does seem kind of fun. Just pew-pew-pewing and... Yeah, I'm in. I'd take a look at that. When will they make the next Shaft? Think, uh, <laughs> that's We're primed for that already, I think. Yeah, that seems... Agreed. I'm sure they'll eke out another one. I don't know how this one performed dough-wise. Oh, but, there's no way it made money. But yeah, as I said, Samuel L. was actually making me laugh watching this. He has some good lines. I can't remember them at the moment, but this good stuff. I might have been laughing ironically. I don't know who can be sure at this mm. point, but... It was happening. That's all that matters. Yeah, Samuel L. still got it. Yeah. I'm it's... an old, broken-down <laughs> piece of meat. And I'm alone. It's pretty dumb and bad, but watchable. It's mm. now on HBO. Give it a go. Yep. Shaft, 2019. As is Match Point, which we spoke of earlier, in case yes. you forgot. What? And Anna and Alita Battle Angel, if you really want to tear it up this weekend. Yes, Alita Battle Angel, one of my favorite rollerblading robot romances Mm. I've ever seen. I'd say it's in my top five rollerblading robot romances. (laughs) I mean, maybe top ten for me. It's Mm. kind of a stacked... Yeah, it's a tough lineup to get into. But we already did our shuts earlier. The, um... Maybe we watch a bit of a film... I also saw when we were watching, <laughs> maybe, I know we just watched a Boston set crime drama, but I it wasn't enough. I could use like a little bit more of a different one. Yeah, I didn't think about the fact that we're about to just watch another one. It's me. I'm back. I'm still yeah. in Boston, and I'm still solving a crime. Let's hope it's not my scene. But we saw when we were watching that movie that uh, South by Southwest got canceled this mm. year because of the coronavirus. thought that was worth it. Mentioning. Can we stop with the goddamn virus? Can we figure it out? <laughs> I've had enough. Why don't we it's go fucking ahead up everything and shut that down real quick? We're putting that in the obits. Yeah, <laughs> coronavirus, you're done. We've had it. And it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. Like these festivals are important for little indies that could uh, getting distribution and word of mouth. And such. Right, where they can do wait a year till the movie's ice cold and doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, this is legit like horrifying news for all the movies that were supposed to premiere at this. It's like big it's deal bad to get them. into it. Yeah, there's really no because it's a bunch of people gathering together from all over the world, which is the last place anybody wants to be right now. Yeah, that's the last thing anyone wants at this moment in time. Yeah, like a big plane full of people from China. Look, we're here for the <laughs> movie. Notice I didn't do an accent. Good, strong. Being woke. Peace and love. Peace and love. He's back. Um. So yeah, let's put the Departed on. Ninety seconds. Yeah. What a film. Yeah. Here it is. 
I mean, I'm never happier than when watching a bean-set crime drama. As I've said, ad nauseum. The fans get it. <clears throat> and a uh, friend of the show, Brian, suggested that once we're done with our world-famous 90 Seconds of the Departed segment, that we do 90 Seconds of the Boondock Saints. What do you think of that idea, fans? <laughs> Ank is having an episode just at the thought of this happening. All right, here we go. There's Costello. Wow. Is French. There's Fitzy, Delahunt, and the new guy, Billy Costigan. All my favorites. He got the, the dollar sign text, which we've done to each other countless times. <laughs> It's in the hundreds. Alright, yeah. has got, got the chicken. chicken. Check your weapons. Oh, we're hitting like no ticky, no laundry. This is a hot little... We're about to run out of time, but... Fuck. Fans, you have a lot to look forward to. On next week's program. That's it. Wow. That was 90. Blink, and you missed it. Yep. God damn. It's a shame. I mean, folks... At this moment, I'm going to tell you to follow us, rate and review on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on our brand new Twitter that I mentioned earlier in the program, at Podcast Enough. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Skip Seasoned. You can find me on Twitter at A-N-K-N-E-R, or Instagram. My Twitter is... A-N-K-A underscore F-I-T for my business, Ank Fit. As always, I'm looking for new clients. If you want to change your life, you got enough time to do it before the summer. Ooh. And with the coronavirus, wouldn't you like to work out in a gym that you know isn't infested with uh, horrible, horrible Chinese diseases? <laughs> That's good. Folks, I'm here. I've seen the whole deal. Very clean atmosphere. You're going to love it here. Yeah, and I can assure you, unlike Boston Sports Club on Boylston Street, there will be no feces in the shower. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. I love it. Beef starting beef. Oh, uh, yeah. On the pod. But uh, next time on the program, we will be discussing the new Nick, Nick Cage movie, Color Out of Space, as I mentioned. No, Potentially the new Vin Diesel vehicle, Bloodshot. God, I need that. How are we we got to get it in IMAX. That's the key. Yeah, that's an IMAX. Vin throwing those, like, gritty punches at the punching bag with all those little critters in his bloodstream. That I'm going to need in IMAX. Agreed. And also potentially that Ben Affleck uh, movie, The Way Back. And who knows what else. Folks, that's enough. We're having a goo. Bye.